Hello, welcome back to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber. I am your host. I am so glad you are here. If you are a new listener, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. And I'm super excited that you are on this journey with me. So today we're going to talk about serving higher purpose and if you have a mission and how to awaken the mission that you have, the great timeline split that is upon us, that is part of the new earth that we are co-creating. And I will also share with you more about where I'm at on my journey of serving my higher purpose and stepping into serving my mission and a whole bunch of juicy stuff. But before we get started, I wanted to just talk about kind of a couple things that I'm really into right now. So I think that, you know, the holiday season, we all have a little extra time. Hopefully, you have carved out time in your schedule to have some reflection and me time and solitude because I know that the universe runs in cycles and seasons and winter is always a time for internal reflection and the opportunity to realign, to dream bigger, to reimagine, to pivot and to, you know, really intentionally think about how you are going to do things differently the following year. So some of the things that I have been really into has been a new podcast called The Calm Christmas. Well, it's not a new podcast. It's new to me. But I had a horrible Christmas last year. I mean, like the worst. I mean, if I told you what it was all about, I think honestly, it would be like, I would sound like I just wanted some, you know, attention, or like I was a martyr. But to be honest, like it was really bad. So I'm not going to go to that place of woe is me. I'm just decided to make this Christmas the best that it could be. And I say Christmas, but I do celebrate Hanukkah too. So the holiday season, I have decided to make this a better holiday season, the best holiday season. So some of the things that I have done is like get a little Christmas tree in my room and it makes me really happy and I have these little battery operated lights like different strands so I have one strand that is these big like retro red bulbs and then another strand that is the cutest thing you've ever seen they're llamas and then another strand that are like Christmas presents and then little Christmas trees and I got these at Michael's everything is on sale at Michael's it was so much fun to go there and pick them out. And so every night when I'm, you know, relaxing in bed, I get to see a Christmas tree because the Christmas tree is in our living room and, you know, I don't stay in my living room, so I just feel like I get to enjoy the magic of the holidays at nighttime where I kind of tend to want to stay in my my bed like to, you know, in the evenings and so I get to enjoy that. So this this um podcast that I found is called The Calm Christmas, and I believe it has a couple of seasons, but she, the the founder of the podcast is an author who also wrote a book, and she just has the most lovely voice, and her episodes are filled with recipes and crafts and, you know, like poems and different 
transmissions and philosophies around how you can make your holiday season the best year yet, but not from the place of materialism, consumerism, more about from aligning this season to a place of quiet reflection and peace within and luxurious, you know, a luxurious sense of nurturing. And she shares a lot about what she does for her holiday season. And so I love it. The other thing that I have been loving is watching the Great British Bake Off, the holiday um season episodes, which I don't know, they just make me so happy. I I don't really bake because I think I would eat everything that I baked. And um, I but I just love watching it. I love watching other people cook for some reason. So that's really fun to see. And if you haven't seen that before, you have a good six or seven seasons that you can, um, you know, binge and I'm not promoting, you know, binge TV all day and sit on the couch, but sometimes that is what we need. So I'm loving that. I'm also just listened to a podcast interview on Diary of a CEO. It's his latest podcast interview with Casey Neistat. And the title was I was a homeless dad at 15 and had 200k in debt. It's his story of how he became the world's number one video creator, and I really appreciated his candor, vulnerability, and his unique insights around success and speaking your truth and creativity, and I really highly recommend that interview. I was so impressed by him. I have never seen his work, but I'm definitely going to check out his YouTube channel. And I also loved the documentary on Netflix called American Symphony. It is such an inspiring film, and it is also centered around creativity and getting in touch with your unique creativity and then sharing that with the world. There's also a big highlight theme around relationship and life and death. And I just think it was very poignant and um, something that I recommend everyone to watch and everyone that watches it has loved it. So lastly, Some of the things that I have chosen to do for myself this year, and I'm kind of laughing, is uh, pick out my own presence. And I'm not promoting again, you know, Christmas holiday season to be about like bye, 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 and it's only about gifts. It's truly not. That's not why I cherish this time of the season. But, you know, people do want to get you gifts. And so I have, you know, every year instead of kind of like getting something that you're like, oh, I'm not going to really use this. I think that it's also so wasteful to just not really like say what it is that you need. And so the gifts that I have asked for from my family are the things that I need. And then what's nice about that is that then any extra money that I have, I can spend on something that's going to support me and really kind of expand me, whether it's like a class or a course or just whatever it is that I want to do. So that has been kind of fun. And I'm kind of laughing because when I say need, some of that stuff is makeup. But if you know me at all, you know that my love for makeup is centered around the 
symbolic representation of self-care and self-love. And I have always wanted to do a master class on like putting makeup on you know, as a routine to get in touch with your divine femininity. And it's something that I've been thinking about. If that is at all of interest to you, please send me a DM at Malibu Medium on Instagram, because I would like to know, because this is something that is just kind of like a, a side passion that I really feel that Art, that makeup is an art and that is it is a form of creative expression and that when you approach the routine of doing your makeup from that place of self-love, self-care, nurturing, that it can become much more than just putting on makeup. It really becomes a part of your daily routine that you get in touch with what you're thinking, how you're feeling, and that you get to accentuate and and add color to your life and your day. So I don't know, that's just a side point. So coming back to today's episode, which is like, are you listening to your calling? So I think that the the earth we are going, we are experiencing a great timeline split. And all that really means is that the earth's frequency and consciousness is rising in vibration and consciousness. So in this this expansion, this rising of vibration, this rising of consciousness, we face within us, each and every one of us within humanity faces a choice and a question which is, are you going to ascend or are you going to stay attached to the physical world, attached to your wounding, attached to an illusion of who you are, which is that you may basically are not ascending and you are not proactively awakening into your divine presence and wholeness and your freedom and your power. So to me, that's, that is what the great timeline split is. That is something that we are all experiencing, whether you know it or not, you are being asked to serve your higher calling. You are being challenged to face your insecurities And some of us are stepping into our expansion and healing our limitations and choosing the higher timeline, which is the ascension of our own consciousness and the planet. And then others are really choosing to stay grounded in a very limited, narrow awareness and pledge their allegiance to overuse of power and to power existing outside of themselves and to not growing, to not empowering themselves to learn and to heal. And so that really is what you probably have heard if you are at all in the spiritual community that there is a great timeline split upon us. Some people are calling it a reset in humanity, an expansion in consciousness that the earth is co-creating, that the planet is co-creating a new earth. This is all the same thing. And so some of the the questions that you might want to ask yourself is how you are serving your higher purpose and are you listening to the callings that you have from your higher self, from your guides, your spirit team, the angels, whatever divine beings that are 
helping you on your path? Are you listening to the intuitive nudges to what you are here to share and teach with others? So what I would like to explain is what is higher purpose and then what is like serving a higher purpose and then what does it mean when you actually have a mission? My guides say that purpose is direction with attitude and to me that really means direction with intention. So purpose is fueled by service with the intention to help others, to help humanity. And it comes from your connectedness with your higher power and the higher power that we are all connected to. So it is always for the greater good of humanity. So there is a higher purpose within all areas in your life that you can seek the higher purpose when you experience something and you can always ask what is the higher purpose of this experience is it what is it for me to learn and then to share that wisdom is it for me to whatever it might be so you can find a higher purpose in all things and all experiences and in your life. So you are going to want to seek to live a higher purpose in all areas of your life. However, some people feel that they have one main area of focus that is their purpose in their life. And that purpose that you might already know what yours is, or maybe you are on that path of discovery to awaken your sense of purpose, your your purpose might have an overarching theme, but is it is going to evolve as you evolve. So the more that you awaken into your divine essence and your power, and the more that you learn and grow from your own struggles, the more you're going to discover what you are here to serve as your purpose. And it will always be, your higher purpose will always come from a place of service. It will always be something that you are here to do to help humanity, to help humanity heal, to help humanity humanity grow, to help humanity ascend. And because it's for the greater good of all, there's so many different unique areas that can be your unique path of service, your unique path of of serving your higher purpose. So I like to say that we are all here to live in purpose. So to live with intention, and we are all meant to live our life in higher purpose, but that there might be an area of focus that is truly your soul's destiny to to help serve humanity in a specific area of your life. And the more that you awaken your divine presence, that means it's the more is that you the more you awaken your divine presence, the more you heal your limitations. Because the the divine presence, your divine presence is your wholeness. So anything that is out of alignment with your wholeness has to be healed. And so 
there is a parallel path between evolving as a soul, healing limitations and awakening your divine presence and a parallel journey between that process and living your higher purpose. So everybody, every single, everybody has a higher purpose. And because humanity is ascending in consciousness, we are waking up to who we really are and what we are here to do, what we are here to serve, what we are here to share, what we are here to teach. Now, a mission is a little bit different. When you have, when your soul has a mission, it means that you have chosen already to serve a a life of higher purpose and that you are, you have chosen and said yes to serving a higher purpose for humanity, for the collective. So yes, it is true that when you serve any higher purpose, you are ultimately serving the higher good for humanity. But when you have a mission and when you have said yes to a mission, your your purpose is bigger. Your purpose is not better, but it is bigger and that you are called to serve to serve a higher order with humanity. So you are going to be called to work with bigger groups of people. And so sometimes people can confuse bigger with better, but absolutely by no means is there a hierarchy with serving higher purpose. It just means that in serving a mission, which I think that collectively we have a mission, but there are certain people that have said yes to serving missions. And those people are the people that you can maybe easily uh, locate someone like Oprah, someone like um, Gandhi, someone like Martin Luther King Jr., um, people who are leaders in communities and um, countries, states, nations, people who speak to large audiences and who choose to make a bigger impact. Now, again, this doesn't mean better, but it does mean that you're stepping into leadership and you're sharing your voice with a group at large. So what's been really interesting for my journey is that my whole life I felt like I had a calling, but I had no idea what it would be. But I have to say I had this sense that I was here to do something big. And I never felt like I was fulfilling that role. And, you know, I went along my my path in my life and, you know, I got married and I had children and I graduated art school and I did different you know, things in my life that definitely were rewarding and fulfilling, raising my children and being home with them and doing interior design work and just all the different things that, you know, I have done in my life. But it wasn't necessarily, I don't feel like that I was coming from an aligned place with high, with serving a higher purpose until my near-death experience. And the near-death experience, one of the things that happened within that was that I said yes to a mission. And Archangel Michael, he 
the wisdom that he shared with me, he asked me to share with the world. And he told me that I am here to help activate and awaken other people's divine presence and to teach them the messages that he shared with me that ultimately are quantum living and quantum manifesting. But when you break down what that really means is that we have unlimited possibilities and potentials at all times and that we are not defined by our thoughts and feelings and that we have the power to co-create our life, that we are source, that we are one part of a whole of source. And so after the NDE, I said yes to a mission. I don't think I realized what that would feel like and how big the mission was. And so the evolution of of me living my human life, which obviously I'm still living my human life, but the evolution after that NDE has been a lot of integration. So I had to go through the steps of my own evolution of just you know, choosing the next steps in my life, knowing that I had this um, this kind of like big feeling of, of a higher purpose behind me. And I also constantly felt that there was a team of people helping me. And really, you know, sometimes it actually did feel like they were pushing me because they were guiding me so intensely towards serving this higher mission. But I didn't take that higher mission and run. I studied pranic energy healing and I started to work individually doing readings for people. And then slowly I built my, you know, my, my spiritual business and started to do online group courses. But even still, that wasn't me fully stepping into my mission and serving humanity and serving, making the impact that they were asking me to make. And I felt a lot of divine beings around me. And there was a lot of beings that were coming to me and downloading messages to me that I knew I was meant to share with the collective. And the book, of course, was one of, is really like probably my main, main um, purpose that I'm, or mission, part of the mission that I'm here to share with others, this, the channeled book from the, the guides and the records that I am writing now. But what was really interesting was that even though when I first started writing this book years ago, I knew that it was changing my life and it was going to change other people's life and that it was what I was meant to share, I didn't just take that book and publish it and run with it. I started to do, you know, like I said, these individual sessions. And I don't really know why, but it kind of felt like that would be the natural progression of someone you know, in my field as a light worker would do that I wouldn't just like, you know, write the book first, I would just start to work with people first. But then after years, you know, I was being called to write this book, like literally being hit over the head, like it is time, like literally (laughs) constant downloads, it is time to write this book, it is time to write this book, because I think it was time to write that book a long time ago. And I, I, I went off path a little bit, not off path because we never can truly go off path, but I I stalled a little bit. And so now 
um, that I finally listened to my calling, which was to write the book. And I've already talked about this. I had to create the space to write the book. I had to say no to a lot of things that I can do to say yes to what was in alignment with my higher purpose and what is my mission. And so I do believe that I have a mission and the mission is to create a bigger impact and to share the wisdom of the records and to teach people how to read their own records. And so when I was doing the individual sessions, I couldn't help but feel like I was out of alignment with living in my higher purpose because I wanted to focus on teaching people how to do what I was doing for themselves. And I knew that that was a more empowering thing. And I also knew I wanted to work with bigger groups of people and to get the message out there. So again, bigger not being better, but bigger just meaning like share your message with a a larger platform. And when I decided to take a break from doing the one-to-one sessions and write the book, it, it, to be honest, it has been this struggle for me to give myself that time and space to, to do it. And so I've had to really firmly go through my own journey of embodying that the alignment that I know intuitively is meant for me, which is to have the space to write this book and to share it with the world. And yet in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, but I can do this. I can do this course. People are asking me to, you know, teach this mastermind or this, you know, Akashic practice circle. And oh, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. But what is it that is alignment in alignment with what I am here to do? And so I had to say no to so many things to say yes to something bigger, and I had to create the space in my schedule. And so, you know, the truth is, is that serving missions, serving higher purpose, they're not like the shiny thing. They're not the thing that brings you the instant satisfaction or the money right away. What you're pledging allegiance to when you're saying yes to higher purpose and your mission in life is you're saying yes to impact. You're saying yes to truth. And it can feel like a sacrifice when you look at it from the lens of what you're missing out on. But what you're gaining is fulfillment and connection, which money can't buy. And the fulfillment and the connection that comes from serving purpose and and serving a mission is really soul wealth because you know we can all make money in the world but when you really touch someone else's lives when you teach them something and when the light in you lights up the light in someone else and you feel that that connection it truly brings you a level of satisfaction and happiness that we're ultimately all looking for and there isn't anything that can replace that fulfillment like even, you know, like if you if someone gives you a thousand dollars and you get that cash and you go and buy something or you, you know, go out for the day and you do something nice, that's great and that's wonderful. And I want to have that. I want you to have that. We're allowed to have that. But it's different the the frequency and the the soul wealth that I'm calling it that you feel from from serving a mission, from serving higher purpose. It's a different level of satisfaction. And a lot of what it takes is um, 
it, it does take being focused or being intentional with with asking yourself what you are serving. Like where what what in my life right now? Like what are the things that I'm doing? What are the actions that I take? What is my routine? Like what am I doing? And is that in alignment with my higher purpose? Is that alignment with my mission? It, what higher purpose is that in alignment with? And so, you know, I had to make a huge pivot in my life and truly change direction and change what I was doing in order to go down what I believe is my divine path. And so what I want to really speak to is the truth about how this feels, because it can feel like a sacrifice. It can feel big and daunting, but some of the time, some of the things that my guides have said is, "Don't sensationalize, you know, the mission that you have and the purpose that you are are serving." Even though it feels big because you are going to connect and you are connecting with so many people, it doesn't mean that you are put on a pedestal, and it doesn't mean that it's any better than anyone else's message. It is simply, all it really means is that you have chosen to work with humanity at large. And maybe, you know, maybe someone else like you, maybe you're like, you know what, my, where I feel called to work is with individual people. So again, nothing is better. It's just, what are you called to do? Now, if you do have a mission, and if you really feel like you do have a mission, I want you to know that you're not doing it alone. You're not doing life alone, no matter what. But the bigger the mission, the bigger the spirit team, the bigger the divine beings that are behind you. So we all have, you know, guardian angels and spirit guides. But when you are serving a mission, there are going to be councils and legions of light that are behind you, and you can ask them for support. So it is a must that you support yourself, your your energy. It is a must that you take the time you need to regain and replenish your energy. So I have noticed that I need a lot of alone time because when I... I, I know the things that I'm stepping into. I can see it in my mind's eye. I I connect to my Akashic records and they show me some of the things that I'm going to be doing. And even some of the things that I'm doing now when I'm, you know, just led back to back three group courses this past year, as well as everything else I was doing with my sessions and working in mentorships, you know, it, it did take me taking really good care of myself and giving myself time and space alone in my sovereign field of energy because when you are committed to service, it is it, it can drain you. And so you have to balance that with a lot of nourishment and you have to balance that with solitude. So even though you're 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 not doing it alone and you you have, you know, help from um ascended masters from the divine realm and and I I encourage you to ask for the support you need from them. You also know need to know how to navigate the journey for yourself. Like only you can know when your energy is depleted, when you need a day off, when you need time alone. And it is more important than ever that you take really good care of yourself with what you eat, how you take care of your body, because, 
your your spiritual act of service is not just within consciousness. You are, you know, in a human body. And so your your body is is important too. So what you feed it, how much water you drink, you know, the things that have helped me the most is connecting with nature, um, stretching and yoga and eating nourishing foods and watching what I ingest as far as the media, watching who I surround myself with because everything is energy. And so you can't expect yourself to live a path of service and to um, serve the greater good of others without serving your greater good. So it is important that you take care of yourself. But going back to the fact that the bigger the mission, the more divine beings that are there to help you. One of the things that I did was when I decided to take the time off for writing the book was I asked them to help me financially receive financial support um, from others. So because I am married and I have the privilege of the two income household, I just simply asked my guides to, you know, help my wife kick ass in real estate. (laughs) And they did. And it's actually amazing. Like we forget to ask for things. And I asked for a certain amount of money. And it's completely on track for, um, for going there. And it's kind of amazing and surprising and yet not at all. Because, the, the universe, your guides, they're, they're doing this mission for you and they want to help you and they want to provide for you and they want to support you. So what is it that you need to be the best that you can to, to give? Because remember, serving purpose is, is sharing. It's a giving energy. Um, it's going to, in order for you to give, you have to receive. You have to receive what you need in order to have the energy, the capacity, the fullness to give. So you are not a martyr. You are not here to sacrifice your quality of life in order to, you know, give from a sense of depletion that I don't believe that is the truth at all about serving missions and higher purpose. In fact, the more you give, the more you need to receive. So where are you receiving? Are you blocking your flow of receiving? Are, are you receiving the, the validation that others give you? Are you receiving um, the love that people are giving around you? Are you loving yourself? Are you giving yourself what you need? So it's not just about other people. It's ultimately about your connection with self, with source, with the the light that you come from. So are the do not expect yourself to give light and not receive light. So when I say light, love, right? To give love and not receive love. It is a revolving door in cycle, giving and receiving, sharing and and learning, um, serving purpose and receiving. Um, fulfillment. So everything in life is energy and everything in life is a cycle. And I believe that the representation of wholeness is is this revolving door um, uh, with wholeness being that that love is given and received, that expansion is 
is anchored from love and that because you are love and other people are love, you are meant to connect and share and teach. And you are meant to receive the the inspiration of others. You are also meant to receive other people's wisdom. So take that wisdom too. Don't be a martyr while you are serving higher purpose. The other thing I want to say is that when, you know, you say yes to the mission that you are here to serve, to to living your life in higher purpose, that you do have to understand that it is a parallel journey between your own your own growth and expansion, your own healing of limitations. And so allow for that to be part of your journey. So just as much as you are sharing and teaching others, you're learning and healing areas of your life that need to be healed in order to step into your your power and to step into your light and going to your own akashic records it will be the biggest resource for you to have in your back pocket so opening your records and asking your guides for guidance around what are you in resistance of are you in resistance of sharing and teaching and stepping up into your power are you, what is, what are you holding on to? What can you let go of? So it is a parallel journey. Just as much as you choose to serve in, you, in your light, you choose to awaken into that. It, you are unfolding and becoming at the same time. So for me, a huge part of where I'm at right now in writing this channeled book and, and, kind of knowing what is on the horizon as far as me desiring to work with groups of people, possibly, you know, do public speaking, is that I have to really go into any wounds and struggles that are coming up. So I've had a lot that has come up. And some of it is like, can I do this? I mean, the it's like the tail old questions of am I good enough? Can can I do this? And so allowing yourself, allowing myself to uh, to address those insecurities means that we have to be able to have a p- healthy perspective around limitations. And instead of pushing them away and ignoring them, which is not something I suggest because that just really tries to cover them up and they don't truly go away, I go deeper into the limitations that come up and you actually are able to heal and transform when you face them and go deep into them and you literally walk through them. So some of the like the questions I've asked myself is, you know, like even in writing the book, I had to get myself into the right mindset before I even got started with that. And a lot of what I was feeling unsure about was like, what type of channel am I? And like, what does a channel look like? I've always called myself a channel. I always have known that I communicate with the divine realm. But what is it going to mean if I write a channeled book? Like, am I going to now be on stage channeling in front of people? And I was, you know, 
really trying to like put myself in this box by asking those questions and feeling like I needed to know what it meant. But then what I realized was I absolutely don't need to know what it means because I can only live my journey through stages and through increments. And so what it means for me right now is that I'm writing the book and I don't need to have it all planned out and I never need to put myself in a box and I don't need to do it how someone else does it. So, you know, I look at other people in the world and that are channels and they all do it in their own unique way and I get to do that too. So I don't need to have all the answers And I can just allow myself to focus on the present matter at hand, which is writing the book. And when I allow that to happen, I'm able to um, be in, in, in joy. Like I'm able to be truly connected to what is beautiful in this moment. Because I think anytime we start to worry about the future, we take ourselves out of the present moment and... And worry just breeds anxiety and false illusion. And so just letting go of like, what does this path look like? And just knowing that I can just choose one thing at a time, one thing at a time. And I don't need to have all the answers. And I definitely don't need to label myself and feel that at any time that I need to label myself. I think... The last thing that is really important that I want to share with you, wherever you're at on your journey of living in purpose, whether you feel that you have a mission or that you're just starting to live in purpose, that the, the main area of struggle that we all face when we are going throughout this human journey in this way when we're you know wanting to live a higher purpose is that we are faced with the choice of fear and love so with fear we are all faced with having to look at the parts of ourselves that feel scared of judgment that are judging ourselves that are giving our power away to other people um, so we we can't really get away from this because this duality in in this human experience is one that does experience fear and love. But what I want to say about that is that what's very interesting is fear is the same is is the opposite side of the same coin, and so. If, if you can, if you really think everything is like a revolving cycle, you know, like I talked about that before, kind of like there's like a circle of, um, of energy that is, that is part of like the exploration and an embodiment of how we feel ourselves in this world energetically, how we, how we experience ourselves is that we, at least in this human incarnation, is that we experience it all. So we get to experience the whole gamut. We get to experience fear and love. So we do experience duality, but the duality is the opposite of the same thing. So where there's fear, there's love. Where there's love, there's fear. Now, you can argue with me all you want about this, but what I believe to be true is that 
because we are experiencing ourselves in separation of source, that it's not that we are fear, but we're experiencing that. So when you look at fear from that angle and you stop your shaming yourself or even judging yourself for having fearful thoughts, and you understand that it's just an experience and that you you are love and you're experiencing fear. And that again, fear is that there's two opposites of the same coin, fear and love. So that you can take yourself back to love and you can choose love and you can feel the fear and know that you are love and you can shine love on fear. You can transmute and transform fear by responding to it with loving thoughts, with loving vibrations, with acceptance. And by doing that, you're going to be able to support yourself in serving any higher purpose. Because I want you to know that we all experience the fear of judgment, the fear of not good enough. Every single person does experience that. And that's okay. That is absolutely okay. But what is not okay is if we give all our power to that and forget who we really are, what we're capable of, and the, the, the absolute wholeness of who we are. So I just want you to know that it is okay if you are experiencing insecurities and self-doubt and whatever that might be. If you just hold space for that and complete allowance and acceptance, you start to transform that energy. And it's something that actually aligns you back into purpose and power. So part of the, 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 um, the, the question, the reset, the ascension is going to be to ask yourself how much power, how much allegiance am I pledging to fear and am I choosing love? So I hope that this episode helps you wherever you're at in your journey. I'm going through this journey with you. I'm turning to my records daily to um, align myself daily back into my center, back into my power, back into um, my a place of alignment with my intentions so that I can serve from there, so that I can live from there. So I urge you to go to your records to use that as a resource. You can download my free Akashic Wisdom Prayer on my website, themalibumedium.com or on the link in bio on Instagram at Malibu Medium. I will be teaching more classes on how to read the records and your Light is Fearless Academy um, soon. So there will be a wait list in the show notes, but I am focused right now on writing this channeled book and um, just, yeah, let me know if you guys have any topics or questions that you would love me to speak about in this podcast episode. And I would really appreciate and love a rating and review if you guys wouldn't mind taking a minute. I'm sure it takes, I don't know, not too long. I would really, really appreciate a rating and review if this podcast has helped you at all. And I just want you to know that your light is fearless and have a beautiful day.